This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. We've got our colleague from Hong Kong on the line, Claire Huang, joining us now for an update on the latest of happenings coming out of Hong Kong. Claire, welcome to Primetime. Thanks for joining us this evening. Hi, Rachel. Always good to speak to you. Always good to have you with us, Claire. I hope you've been keeping well. I have been. How's the humidity in Hong Kong, Claire? I actually find it more humid in Singapore. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Summers in Hong Kong can be very humid as well. Yeah, so the the thing is, um, most people think that uh, if you look at the signs, right, it's it's more humid in in Hong Kong than in Singapore. Yeah. But somehow I feel differently, yeah. Okay. Okay, and speaking of between Hong Kong and Singapore, Claire, Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she's assessing Singapore's latest strategy to tackle COVID-19. And might we be hearing another date for the start of this travel corridor soon? Well, the two parties are in touch and we will be hearing from them soon on the outcome. I suspect uh, it could come as soon as next week. Next week. So um, Mrs. Lam's uh, position was that Singapore has a very high vaccination rate. So she wondered if uh, both parties needed to consider on top of what was agreed previously, that is, uh, whether both sides should require vaccination as a condition for participating in the air travel bubble, which they now call travel corridor. Um, (laughs) Now Hong Kong residents flying out of Hong Kong uh, under the previous agreement, right, guys, um, is that they are required to be vaccinated. So what she's asking now is if Singapore flying out of Singapore to Hong Kong will need to be jabbed before they can enter Hong Kong. I think that will be a workable solution if both sides are fully vaccinated and then they can participate in this travel corridor. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. One of the uh, very interesting story uh, developments that happened earlier this week, of course, is uh, the bomb plot, the foiled bomb plot with nine people being arrested linked to a group called Returning Valiant. What is this group all about, Claire? Well, Tim, the the nine individuals aged 15 to 39 uh, were detained in an operation on Monday on the grounds of terrorism. And they're mostly, by that I mean six of them, are secondary school students. Now, the students were recruited on the premise that they would be given money and help with their escape from Hong Kong. So they had plans not to come back. Um, So many of the suspects are members of, you know, you mentioned Returning Valiant. Um, It's a group that supports Hong Kong independence. Mm. Now, some of its members were arrested under the security law for subversion two months ago. Um, And back then, the group had declared that it would continue with its fight. Um, So what happened is uh, political commentator Joseph Cheng uh, on Wednesday uh, said he was not surprised about, you know, the suspected bomb plot in a car and in public areas across Hong Kong, like across Harbour Tunnel, dustbins and so on, because he said that, you know, there were similar reports during the anti-government protests in 20. Um, and the fact is that there was considerable anger in society against the government and police. And, you know, he said authorities should engage in dialogue with the community to tackle the root problem of the mm. discontent. Now, this is a point that I've made on this show last mm-hmm. year as well, that the root of the problem has not been solved. So it's just bubbling under. So, Claire, what can we expect in the road ahead then? What kind of an impact do you think this will have on government policy, if any? Well, um, among the nine suspects is a uh, uh, Hong Kong Baptist University staff uh, said to be a supervisor, and the university has suspended the employee in question. So another suspect is a secondary school teacher. Can you see the common threat here, Rachel? Schools, teachers, students. So in recent mm. days, we have heard officials reiterating that the government would do whatever it takes to protect national security law and to implement 
get this relevant laws. Now, this is one part of the equation. We can expect the government to double down on all educational institutions, teaching staff, and very closely monitor students. All right, Claire, thank you very much uh, for that. Claire Huang is uh, in Hong Kong, of course, a Hong Kong correspondent for the Straits Times with all the developments happening up in Hong Kong. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us.